0: Welcome to the Love and the Fight podcast. My name is Travis Rosinger, and we are excited to have you with us today. Relationships are all around us. They're everywhere. Healthy relationships hold the key to success in life. The best kind of relationships, they're filled with love. I'm joined today by my co-host, my beautiful wife, Dawn Rosinger.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us. Just a little background information on Travis and I. We are actually high school sweethearts, so we've been married for a little while. Along the way, we've had the opportunity to raise two amazing kids. We love Jesus, we love people, and we absolutely love encouraging marriages. Welcome to the Loving the Fight Marriage podcast. This is episode
0: 43. Hey guys, great to have you back with us today.
1: We just want to start out today with just a few listener shout-outs. And first, we just want to do a shout-out to a country.
0: Yeah, we're so excited. There are those of you that are listening in El Salvador. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is just like the craziest, most awesome thing ever. As we say always, and it's true from our hearts, we see you. We know that you're there. And we are uber grateful that you are listening. Yes,
1: thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And honestly, if you can send some warm weather up here to Minnesota, (laughs) that would be great. From El Salvador, we'll take it. that'd be incredible. Also, we want to do a listener shout out to Ashley. Ashley is from Moms Gather at the Grove Church in Maple Grove, Minnesota. We were able to spend a night this last week with them and talk to them about our new book and the concept. Of Ashley, we had such a great time with you. We just want to thank you for inviting us to come speak in your group.
0: It was so fun just to be around everybody and have a chance to encourage such amazing individuals, ladies that are really wanting to do great things yep. with their lives, their families, their marriages, yep. especially. And we
1: just want to encourage you as moms in that group, man, you can do it. You got this. We know that being a parent can be tough. And man, it's great that you guys are meeting together and just connecting. We love that. So
0: cool. We're proud of you.
1: Just a reminder, you guys, our book, Verbalocity, has launched on Amazon, and we couldn't be more excited. It's just a short, quick read that we wrote to help couples think through their positive communication plan and to challenge people to be verbally generous with their words. Again, it's available on Amazon.
0: Yeah, it's not rocket science either, but it's something that... I don't know that we've ever heard people say, be verbally generous. We're just so excited that concept, the verbalosity concept is out there.
1: Something that we truly believe in. And just lastly, just don't forget, if you guys want more info on Loving the Fight or on this podcast, just go to lovingthefight.com.
0: Well, today in this podcast, it's titled A No Excuses Marriage. And by the way, it's part two, a continuation from last week's episode. Which we love
1: doing. Last week was was so much fun.
0: It was. (laughs) And we threw ourselves under the bus. So if you want to hear our excuses, we're not going to repeat them again this week. But go ahead and go back to episode 42. But this week, we're going to be talking about common excuses that we have heard. And I'm sure that you have heard. Maybe you've even used these. Yep. as excuses. But before we launch into that, I've just got to share with you guys a quote from our former president, George Washington. Here's what he said. It's better to give no excuse than a bad one.
1: Wow. <laughs> and really,
0: isn't that profound, Yeah, Yes, very
1: profound.
0: Uh, I think really what he's trying to say, what he said was code for get rid of yes, your excuses. exactly.
1: Skip them. Don't even don't, do them. <laughs> don't have an excuse.
0: Right. You know, if you can't even get rid of them, just don't have an excuse then, but try to get rid of them. Love that. Well, excuses, as we mentioned last week, uh, we believe are a currency for an economy of procrastination and stagnation. And it's a country called laziness where... Anyone who constantly gives excuses, they become the president. Yep, I know I've been <laughs> Me too. the president of that country Sometimes before. you've been the
1: president, I've been the vice president, <laughs> yeah, vice versa, together. And we've we have enabled
0: excuses. each other yep. with our excuses. It's awful. So, what really are excuses? We all know that excuses are the little lies that we tell ourselves to avoid what needs to change and to make us feel good about our own dysfunction.
1: I love how you say it's, you know, little lies. That's exactly what it is. We don't think of them as lies but that's really what they are.
0: Yeah, and they feel like white lies on yep. top of it. Not little dark lies, or, right. or but they're white lies. Like, oh, this is okay. So the point is this. We want this episode and especially our Loving the Fight Marriage podcast to be an excuse killer. No we more don't,
1: excuses. We don't <laughs>
0: believe in killing no. or violence, but, boy, we do believe in killing excuses. Right. We want to help you get rid of the excuses that are holding your marriage and your life Back. Here's the key getting rid of excuses takes honesty and discipline, takes vulnerability and hard work of just saying, okay, where am I really at? And where do I want to go? Because I'm going to have to work hard to get to where I really want to be. And so it's it's just saying these are the things that are the obstacles, the things that need to change inside of me.
1: Again, last week in podcast 42, we talked about certain excuses and we're just going to roll through the ones that we talked about in detail last week. The excuses were this. We don't have time to go on dates, and we know that that's just an excuse. It is an excuse. We also talked about this excuse. There just isn't sexual chemistry anymore between us. Again, this is for married couples, but no, that's not... True. The next excuse we talked about was our kids need us, so they must be the focus. And again, that's just an excuse. It's not true. Yes, our so kids do true. need us in certain ways, but we're not their savior.
0: I remember last week we talked about how that particular one is super seductive because it reminds us or makes us think that we're the savior. Right. And really, there's only one savior. It's Jesus.
1: And the last excuse that we talked about last week was going on a romantic vacation together is too expensive, that only rich people can do that. And we know that's just not true. It's all about budgeting and making wise decisions. Yeah.
0: And even if you got to go camping to take that romantic trip, do it. It's worth it.
1: So today we are going to talk about a few more common excuses that we have heard and that we need to just get rid of. So here's another excuse that some couples have and use and has destroyed their marriages. The excuse is this. I'm just not in love with him or her anymore. Have you ever heard that excuse I before, heard Travis? a
0: lot of times.
1: This is a classic statement that might feel true, but it just isn't true. Here's why. Unfortunately, it's just really scratching the surface of what is wrong with your marriage and how we can all start to wrongly view our marriages. When you first fell in love with your spouse, your mind was presented with a romantic thought or attractiveness feeling that you chose to act on or allow your emotions to run wild with. You chose it. We chose
0: those. We did. Yeah. I I know when you first got together, you and I, Don, first got together, I mean, we absolutely were like choosing those thoughts, those feelings, but acting on those thoughts.
1: I know that, you know, that saying love at first sight, you know, you hear that, but you know what? That truly almost never happens. It's not necessarily love. It might be lust, but not love at first sight. People work towards loving someone even in the beginning. Yes, the feelings may seem to come easier, but the work, the pursuit is much harder in the beginning.
0: Yeah, and I would interject really quickly and just say the reason why it's much harder is because it's new right? and you're going forward in your life and all of a sudden that person that you're attracted to is a hard left. They came out of nowhere and now you are putting lots of effort and energy into pursuing them.
1: Yeah. So here's the solution to that excuse. We need to realize that marriage and being in love isn't like some magical rainbow that lands on us every day to keep us in love. When you first met your spouse, you pursued a relationship with each other, and that is why the love grew. But here's the question. What would make you think that your role in pursuing your spouse came to an end when you got married? What, why do people think that? I know, I don't get it. It didn't, your wedding day was the day you actually took your commitment to pursue your spouse to the next level. It was a commitment you made in front of a lot of people and to God to go all in with your spouse. To hit the gas pedal, to com- yeah. keep pursuing your spouse. Yeah,
0: and I'm kind of a speed ag- addict a little bit. I love the ability. I'm not, I'm not saying I speed all the time or anything, but just that feeling of hitting the gas pedal and your car lunges forward. And that's exactly what couples need to be doing when they get married. Right. I mean, to go all in and say, now this isn't this isn't just where we're living apart and dating. We are going to chase each other down every single day throughout the marriage throughout the rest of our lives. Yeah.
1: Yes, I agree, Travis. I know, you know what? It maybe felt easy in the beginning, like a drug. But remember, it wasn't a real relationship yet. Right before you started dating, it started with feelings. And what made it real was the actions and the commitment from both of you. You need to put your relationship then and now in the correct context. Your relationship now is much more real. You're trying to love each other while doing real life together. This is very different than being on your own and having quick feelings of love. So during the newlywed phase, right after you got married, you liked them. You were coexisting together, managing a household, raising kids, or navigating the pitfalls of a career. In the same way then, but now, you have to choose a positive thought about your spouse and then let your mind daydream that thought. Do something romantic or try something sexy. Yeah,
0: the idea is when you were first dating, you would just act on that thought or yep. that impulse. And what we're encouraging you to do is your relationship now is way more real than it was right before you started right. dating. So the minute you think of something that's positive or sexy or you know just an action step for those feelings of love, do it. Yes. <laughs> act on it. Go for it. Don't wait.
1: Another you know way to break that excuse is to start spending a ton of time together doing things that involve fun and avoid any kind of responsibility to just laugh and just relax and just have fun together. Get
0: away, have dates.
1: I think it is very important to remember that love is not just an emotion or a feeling. Ultimately, love is a choice.
0: And talking about excuses, Ben Franklin once said this, Don. he said, he that is good for making excuses is seldom good. For anything else, wow, he nailed it. Yes, and true. I think that's going back to laziness yep. or you know just that idea of putting it off, putting it off. What we know we need to change, and another excuse that a lot of couples use is this excuse. We don't have time for church or God. Here's the problem with that. So many schedules of couples and families are filled with crazy amounts of activity. They're overscheduled. We (laughs) all have tons of time. But whether you are a sports family, a couple who has a a ton of hobbies, constantly hanging out with friends, or you just fill your days with screen time, binging on Netflix or whatever it is, today is always a good time to reevaluate how you spend your time. If God is real, and we all know that He He's is, He's definitely real. And He created you, He created me. If He saved you by sending His Son Jesus to die for you, then why wouldn't a small but important amount of your time be dedicated to worshiping God on a Saturday or a Sunday yeah. at church right. with other people who are worshiping God and lifting up the name of Jesus? You know, Don, I thought about it. There's 168 hours. I yeah. was thinking about that. In a week. And most worship services are literally one hour. That's it.
1: Maybe an hour and 10 minutes at the most. Not
0: very long. You have 24 hours a day. Why wouldn't you give God 15 or 30 minutes of your day to just have that alone time with God, reading your Bible or praying? Again, one hour to worship with others out of 168 and maybe 15 to 30 minutes out of 24 hours to be alone with God. And
1: also, you know, that excuse should be, you don't have time to not worship God. Like there shouldn't be an excuse. We need to, we worship God and we need to be going to church.
0: And that would be the, like the declarative statement as to why that excuse doesn't work. I can't afford not to pray. I can't afford not to go to church. So here's the solution. Decide if you value God and if you want your children to grow up knowing that they can run to God in the good times and in the bad times. Is that a value of yours? Is God a value? Is Sending the message to your kids that God is available. Is that a value? If it is, get honest about your schedule and start to budget your hours in any given week like you would your money. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to invest in God as a couple and as a family, or are you going to abandon God? Because uh, you know we've said this a million times, and I can't remember who I heard it from, but people vote with their feet. Right. And when we vote to stay away from church, we vote to stay away from that that quiet time with God where we pray or we read our Bibles, we're, we're just voting, hey, God, you're not really that important.
1: And the example that we're setting for our kids is that same thing.
0: Here's what we're getting at. Neglecting worship at church together or personal alone time with God is ultimately abandonment. So here are some solutions. Ask yourself, where do I plan to spend eternity? If it's with God in heaven, then you might want to start making right. time for God. Um, also, when you don't practice spiritual disciplines together as a couple, you actually deny the existence of an incredibly important part of yourself. You are a spirit, yep. a soul, and a body. And so when we spend time doing spiritual things, it's really, really healthy. Being spiritual by choosing to do spiritual things together as a couple allows you to acknowledge the existence of this important part of who you are. And it also gives you the ability to nurture your spiritual growth. I've thought about that, Don. There are times where I make excuses where I'm not reading my Bible or praying enough. And at the end of the day, my growth spiritually has suddenly come to a grinding halt. It's stunted. And so by being with God, it brings peace and it brings us together. Don, you and I as a couple spiritually.
1: Again, yes, absolutely. Spending time with God and making sure that we're growing spiritually is something that we must do. It's not, you know, an option.
0: It's so important.
1: This next excuse is one that unfortunately does a lot of damage to a marriage. And the excuse is this. I will start to work on my marriage when my spouse starts to work on it.
0: (laughs) It's tempting to believe that, isn't it? It is,
1: but it's such, you guys, a lie. It's a lie. It's an excuse. Why not start now with you? It will absolutely improve your marriage. And even if it didn't, you would become a better person through the process. So here's just some practical thoughts. Here's how we've always said it, right, Travis? When you work on you, you work on too. Again, we actually have episode two. We actually have a whole podcast on this.
0: So believe in that.
1: But you have influence in your marriage. I hope you guys believe that. If you change you, you have already changed 50% of your marriage. You're halfway there.
0: <laughs> so cool.
1: I also agree, you know, iron sharpens iron. In Proverbs 27, 17, it says this, as iron sharpens iron, So one person sharpens another. We need to sharpen ourselves so we can sharpen our spouse. We have, again, we have influence. We have power in just changing ourselves. Sometimes someone just has to go first and stick with it. I know. I mean, there's sometimes you have two very stubborn people in a marriage and you refuse to take one step forward. You know what? Just give it, just do yeah, it, just take break
0: that. Break the ice. I know in our marriage, Don, I've been that stubborn person, maybe the most stubborn. And there are some times where you've gone first and it has just softened my heart and it's helped me in our marriage.
1: In order for a marriage to change, two people have to work on the marriage. Look at it this way if you go first, you are already halfway to your goal. You guys remember, when you work on you, you work on two.
0: Well, here's the thing, guys the last excuse that we want to give you is this you fill in the blank. Yeah. What is your excuse? We, we've we covered what, maybe about 10 excuses in this episode and the last episode, 42 and 43. But right. here's the thing. There's probably a hundred more excuses that many couples, maybe even you and your spouse use as a couple. We want to encourage you, write it down and then light it on fire. Right. Tear rid it, rid it up. Get Do it. something. It's
1: just an excuse, which is just a lie. Get it's rid a of lie. It. Stop believing lies. your marriage.
0: Get out of the country of stagnation and procrastination. Guys, we've only covered a few so that we could help kill those excuses, but also teach you ways that you can kill your own excuses. In conclusion for today's podcast, is this. We all need to get rid of excuses in our marriage. They are a currency and an economy of what I just said, stagnation and procrastination. If you let excuses live in your marriage and in your mind, they will cause the most important thing in your life next to God, your marriage, to slip out of your hands. So what are we saying? No more excuses. No more excuses.
1: Get rid of them. Throw them away. They got to go. Refuse to believe in them. And I think it's important to always take that time to just step back and evaluate your marriage with your spouse. You'll, When you sit there and evaluate, you'll realize, you know what? There are excuses in there that we just need to get rid of. Yeah,
0: again, President George Washington, it's better to give no excuse than a bad one.
1: We just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. You guys remember, it's time to get rid of any excuses that are getting in the way of your marriage thriving. We believe in you can do it.
0: You guys got this. You can do it. See you next time. Keep loving the fight. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed. And please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.